Aloha, people of God. This is your brother Mike Dillard coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted with Brother Mike. So as we know, this is a live and dynamic podcast wherever it comes up, right? <laughs> wherever the message comes up, that's where I'm putting it down, right? So wherever I get it, that's where I spit it. So let's hit it. So I'm actually sitting in a dent in a, a restaurant. I'm sitting in, di- in a diner right now, Denny's Diner. Um, if you're in America, you know what Denny's is probably. I don't know if Denny's is in a foreign country, but... Uh, I've got my lapel mic close to my mic, so excuse me to my mouth. So hopefully you guys can hear me over the doo-wop music in the background. <laughs> I, you know, you just gotta forgive me, okay? But like I said, this is how we do it on this podcast. This is not a podcast where I'm sitting in some booth with a fancy microphone, right? When the message comes up, boom, bow, I'm gonna give it to you. That's that, right? So the people that come and they listen to my podcast, they're not coming because it's all fancy and whatnot. They're just coming to get the word, right? That's that they're coming to get encouraged, right? You know, it is what it is, right? Um, yeah. So anyway, let's talk about um, the Bible says that when the enemy comes in like a flood, God raises up a standard against him, right? So I'm not exactly stuck on this title, but for now we're gonna call it um raising up raising up a standard so here we go so this comes out of i've got two main scriptures that we're going to be talking about in today's message right so the, the primary one is in nehemiah so nehemiah 2 verses 17 and 18 so i'm gonna go ahead and read this to you guys right now okay <clears throat> and again sure hope you can hear me over the doo-wop music in the background <laughs> okay i'm trying to be sober while they're you know do whopping it up in the back. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I don't want to miss this message, okay? And I'm sitting here in the diner with the food and whatnot. And it's like, you know what? It is what it is. All right, so let's go. Let's do this. Okay. Then said I unto them, Ye see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come, and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem that we be no more a reproach. Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, as also the king's words that he had spoken unto me. And they said, let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. Now let's talk about this. All right, let's check this out. So basically Nehemiah was working. He was a servant for the king, right? He went and he... He prayed before he talked to the king first, right? Most of you probably already know this, this, this Bible account, right? But if you don't, this is what happened, right? So this guy, Nehemiah, worked for a king, right? He prayed to God. God is the Lord. The Lord is Jesus Christ, okay? That is the only real God, right? So anyway, he prayed to God because his homeland he heard that the gates were burned down you know the gates was what protected the city so as long as the gates stood the city stood when the gates were destroyed guess what the city got destroyed right <laughs> okay which had been prophesied it was going to be destroyed anyway so he was sad about it and he prayed to god that god would give him favor with the king so he went to the king right he was sad in the king's presence which was a it was illegal that would get you killed quite honestly back then right with those types of kings, if you you weren't smiling and, and pleasant to look at and you know oh so happy to be in their service, they just kill you, right? But he came into the king's service, 
uh, that day and he looks sad. And the king's like, what is this on your face, right? You know, that, you know, this can only be sadness of the heart, right? And then even before Nehemiah answered him, the Bible said he prayed, like he prayed on the inside, like, and then he spoke up, you know, why basically, why shouldn't I be sad? Like my home, my hometown, my home city, my country, right? Is It was burned, you know, the city is burned to the ground. The gates were burned, the city is burned. Why should I not be sad, right? So then they're like, okay, you know, people in power, people in high places, I'm gonna go ahead and add myself to that category, yeah. <laughs> we're used to kind of reading between the lines, okay? We are, we're used to reading between the lines. So basically they read between the lines and they're like, uh, okay, so what do you want? You know, in a nice way, so what is it that you want? Because he was a good servant and God gave them, God gave him favor. So, you know, he basically said, hey, I wanna go and I want to rebuild the, the gates to this city, right? I, I want to do this. And they said, okay, well, how long are you going to be gone? And he was like, yeah, I'm going to be gone this amount of time. And they said, okay, basically, yeah, you can do it. And we're going to give you letters, you know? I, I think he actually asked them for the letter. He asked the king for the letter, like a permission letter, right? And, uh, the, you know, that letter gave resources. It, it, it One gave him permission from the king so that if anybody tried to mess with him, he could be like, Nah, the king told me to do this. Here's the proof. But then also that letter was proof, right? That 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 letter was proof that he had he had permission uh, from the king for a release of funds to do that job. Okay, you feel me? So anyway, that's what's going on here. That's what's going on here. But I'm going to read this one particular scripture, right? Verse 17 again. Then said I unto them, He's talking to his people. Ye see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. In other words, look, you see the state that we're in right now, right? Look at our people, look at our nation, look at our city, look at what's going on. You see this, right? Right? He's not talking to foreigners, he's talking to his people, right? Which is supposed to be the people of God, right? And then he said, look, come and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem that we be no more a reproach. In other words, it's like, we don't have to take this. Let's do something about this. Let's rally up, you know, let's let's rally up and do something about this. So we don't have to be living like this anymore. Okay, so this is, this is the context of the scripture. And this, like when I read this sitting in here, I realized, oh, I need to, this is a, this is a message. I need to, I need to make this podcast and share this, right? So this is twofold. On the one hand, you have the body of Christ. On the other hand, you have your country, or you can even break it down even further, like your, your nation or your family, right? The, the, the overall state is deplorable. It's deplorable, right? Sin is running rampant in this world. Violence and fear and, and deception and manipulation and perversion and sexual immorality and drunkenness and debauchery and you know all of these things it's the norm in the world now but it's just not but you know it is it's ramping up more and more and more and more you know and now you know people understand what even though they're not God's people they understand like something is wrong in the world like something is going on but they don't know how to stop it they don't know how to make it better they want to go march in the street they want to go pass laws and, and things like that and you know what that doesn't work it, it, it works a little bit 
you know it works a little bit but that's not going to eradicate the issue because the issue is one of sin it's not one of policy okay it's not something that needs to be promulgated right by a, by a, a politician so you know last year last year in america when you know you know after i think it was like right before george floyd was murdered and then right after that you know when they you know the police just kept murdering black americans and um i i saw all of these posts on social media and people were very upset of course they were very mad but you know they were talking about marching or they're you know calling white people this that or angry at the police and finally one day i just got fed up and i and i made this social post and i basically basically said look you know something i don't remember the exact it's on my linkedin if you ever go look at it but at any rate i was like look you know what you know this is not about marching it's not about racism it's not about this at all right if you really want if you really want to stop this then you have to address the root cause right we've marched we've gone before presidents we've done this we've done that and it never really helped so obviously that's not the that's not going to solve the problem so what you got to do to solve the problem is you got to deal with the root issue the root issue is not political it is sin so if you really want to fix the problem then you're going to need to address it spiritually first you're going to need to address your own you need to go before god the real god jesus christ and you need to confess your sin you need to address confess and address your sin and repent of that sin right then you do that on behalf of your family your bloodline right then and that's what they did in the old testament right you look at daniel or even nehemiah right we're talking about nehemiah you know he, he he prayed about his people, right? It's the sins of this particular person. But then these prophets would actually pray for the sins of their family and the sins of the nation. You know, they'd come before God and confess those things. So I kind of I laid out biblically what needs to happen to bring about change. And then I said, look, if you're not willing to do that, then basically understand that you're just kind of running your mouth and you just want to check the box and you don't really want change. But if you want change, this is how you do it. It starts with you, right? And this is what I'm saying right now in this message, right? He's, he's asking his people, he's encouraging them, saying, look, we're in a shambles here. We need to do something about it. Let us, he said, let us. He's not just talking about himself. He's, hey, let us build up the wall of Jerusalem that we be no more reproached. So now you've got to ask yourself, so what does it mean to build up the wall, right? So, okay, every nation is built up of what? families a lot of families right so if you want to change the nation you need to change the family what are families made up of well parents and children right so if you, if you want to change the family then what do you need to do you need to address the parents right you need to address the the the, the husband and the wife right the mom and the dad when that sin, because of the house is divided, right? A household divided against itself cannot stand. That's what Jesus said, right? So these houses are all falling. These households are falling because there's division. There's division between the husband and the wife. But before there was division between the husband and the wife, you have to understand there was division between the leadership and God, the real God, Jesus Christ, okay? That's where it started. So we want to talk about reconciliation. We want to talk about building up the wall of jerusalem that we would no more be a reproach then it actually starts 
with reconciling ourselves unto the God of reconciliation, who is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, right? He is the God of reconciliation. That's what he does. If, if you're reconciling, you're making things right. You know, I'm not even going to give you uh, some type of uh, wacky Mike Diller definition. Hold on a second. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me just go to uh, Merriam-Webster's, right? Let's see what Merriam-Webster's has to say about reconciliation. It's probably going to lead me to reconcile, but I'll pull up reconciliation first. I knew it. Reconciliation. The act of reconciling. <laughs> okay, we don't, well, you know, that's not, okay, let's, let's, let's go to the, the root verb, which is reconcile. Okay, reconcile. To reconcile means to restore to friendship or harmony, to settle, resolve, to make consistent or congruous, to cause to submit to or accept something unpleasant. Uh, okay, so the definition that we're really, really looking at here is these first two, right? One, to restore to friendship or harmony. To settle, to resolve, like we wanna resolve differences, you wanna reconcile differences. So this is what we need to do, right? Man, God made man. Man sinned. He broke the relationship between him and God. What did God do? God the Father, right? God the Father sent Jesus on the, he sent Jesus down here in the body, right? Jesus walked it out, lived life perfectly, right? Then died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. So he could reconcile us because man was in a fallen state. So the only way to get right before a holy God is to not sin. And, and since humans always break the Ten Commandments, right? The Ten Commandments are the moral law. The Ten Commandments are important. They're there to show you, to show humans that, guess what? You're not perfect. <laughs> you can't perfectly live your life without breaking God's laws. So obviously that means you need a savior, right? Some people believe that the New Testament replaced the Old Testament, but that's not the case, right? It's a greater Testament, but the first Testament was still perfect, all right? But this is a greater Testament, the New Testament, but anyway, God is, he did that to reconcile, right, fallen man with a holy God, right? He wanted to what? Restore to friendship or harmony, right? The relationship that he had in the garden, right, of Eden with Adam and Eve before they sinned, right? That's what reconciliation is all about. So, you know. People don't have any power over the devil. They don't have any power. They have free will, but they're operating their free will under the influence of Satan and his fallen angels and demonic influences, right? And wicked practices that they don't even realize were rooted in sin and evil and wickedness to begin with. So they're being influenced even though they have free will. Okay? Bear with me here. I got a whole lot of just barreling out, just barreling out of me, right? So if you want, <laughs> right? So the only way really to reconcile unto God is it's, it is through, that is the only way. It is through Jesus Christ. It is through Christ. So, you know, again, every nation is comprised of families. Families are comprised of what? A husband and wife. A husband and wife is a family. Even if they don't have kids, that is a family. If they also have kids, then they're still a family. 
right? But the family, the head of the family is always the husband and the wife. So either one have stepped away from God or they don't have a relationship or they broke that relationship or both of them broke it, right? But at any rate, that need, that relationship needs to be restored to friendship or harmony, right? The differences that, that they have with the Most High God who is holy and perfect and loves them, that needs to be settled and resolved, right? Reconciled. So that is the first thing that needs to happen, right? We start first with ourselves, right? We start first with ourselves. I'm gonna say it one more time. We start first with ourselves. Now, the Lord had us do this. The Holy Spirit had us do this as a family, right? And he had us go on a fast. And this was a dry fast. It, it, was, it, it didn't last the whole 24 hours. He called us to a dry fast where we didn't drink any, we didn't eat any food, we didn't drink any water. We, we weren't even allowed to touch any water. You, you didn't even wash your hands. No water, no water, totally dry. And during that time, what he had us doing was crying out there were certain scriptures that he gave us and we were just crying out before the lord when i say crying out it doesn't mean that you're crying sometimes it does what it means is that you're praying you're, you're seeking him you're calling out to him right you're confessing your sins and you're like god hey we're guilty we sin we we broken this commandment for me and my family me and my bloodline right just like they did in the bible see that's how the nations got that's how the nation got deliverance right because there was at least at least one person, there may have been more people, but you know, we got to see a snapshot of that particular person, that prophet that was doing it. And that's what they were doing. They were going before the Lord, they were confessing their sins as a person, as their family, the bloodline, the nation, right? And the Lord hears that. Remember, the Lord is a generational God. He sees one person, he's actually seeing that person, but he's seeing through that person, right? All your family down the line, generations. That's how he is. That's who he is, right? That's how he looks at things. So, again, going back to Nehemiah 2, verse 17, right? Let us build up the wall of Jerusalem that we be no more a reproach. The things that you suffered in your life, the things that you're suffering right now in your life, Right. We may call it drama. We may call it mess. We may call it stress. We may call it conflict. Whatever you want to call it, we're a reproach unto the people. Right. We got issues going on in our life. There's issues that are causing us stress. There's issues that's causing us. Right. Conflict and, and fighting and unrest. We don't have peace. We're not walking in love. You know, uh, for, let's talk about suicide very quickly. At least 40,000 people every year, this is just in America, commit suicide. That means that Satan, his fallen angels, and or his demons, and or his wicked people, his servants, they have convinced 40,000 American citizens a year to murder themselves, to get out of, you know, you know, to to get out of this world and this life to hopefully get some peace in a better place. 40,000 people a year. And do you know what? And do you know what? There is almost half a million people a year in America. That's almost 500,000 people in America every year that are hospitalized due to suicidal attempts. So 40,000 people actually succeeded in murdering themselves. They were deceived by Satan 
and because they murdered themselves they they died in sin they didn't get a chance to repent those people are going to hell and some people don't want to hear that but it's the truth right you have to repent from your sins and if you murder yourself thou shalt not murder that's a commandment you broke that sin you don't get a chance to repent those people were deceived and they went to hell and then almost 500,000 people right are living what that we be no more reproach they're living a reproach their life is a reproach their family is a reproach right Everything, you know, it's just so much. It's always going on. It's trouble, it's mess, it's sorrows, right? And people just want a break, you know? And some of these people murder themselves. And some of these people try to murder themselves. That's, that's almost half a million people. That's just in America. I know that this podcast goes out all over the world. I, don't, I didn't look up the numbers and the statistics. I can see what countries listen to my podcast. But I didn't do the statistics to find out how many people in each country, you know, are murdering themselves or trying to do that as the world calls it suicide. But really, it's murder. It's self-murder. Right. So this is how you do it. Right. The way that we be no no more reproach. Right. My family had all types of mess, all types of drama in it. Right. Part of that was me adding to it. OK, <laughs> it was. I got to keep it real. Right. But the bottom line is each person committed and contributed their own part to the mess, right? We all had our parts to play, right? And this is why, you know, I love the Lord, right? The Lord is a God of specificity, but he's also a God of individuality, right? He's, he's dealing with each person, you know? So it's not like God sends me to hell because Bobby across the street was beating his wife. God's not going to do that. If I was beating my wife, you know, he deal with me for beating my wife. Not that I ever did that or ever would do such a thing, right? But God's going to deal with you about the things that you did or you did not do. You feel me, right? That's what it's about. So this is why we have to come to God and we confess our sins, right? We confess our sins. If you're tired of your life being the way that it is, don't kill yourself right if you know somebody and they're talking to you about killing themselves about mur murdering themselves right don't ignore them but you you have to let them know there is a solution right suicide is the final solution and even that's a misnomer in other words it's a false name right because it's not a solution they literally left one problem for now an eternal the very worst eternal problem that never ends they can never get out so it wasn't a solution at all. That was the worst choice they could have made, right? But if you know somebody like this, you know, if you know somebody that tried to murder themselves, please pray for them and please share the gospel with them, right? Because their life doesn't have to be a reproach. It starts off with that person, with you or that person, right? Going to God and, and confessing your sins. That's how it all starts. It's basic Christianity 101. That's the foundation, right? That's what it's all about. So that's how we do it. So let us build up the wall. So first things first, we, we need to get out of reproach by reconciling unto the God of reconciliation. And then the next thing is what? You help others to do the same. You help your family. You help your wife. Your wife, you help your husband. Parents, you help your children, right? 
your siblings, your mom, your dad, right? This is what it is. And you're encouraging each one to go to the Lord. That is how we do it. Now, look at this. Here's verse 18. Now, this is why people would do it. The Bible says that the goodness of God leads men to repent. It's not that people are afraid of God, although they should be, right? That's not what leads men to repentance, the Bible says. And apparently God doesn't necessarily want us to be afraid of him and repent. He's not that type. You know, he loves us. He loves us. If he wanted us, if he wanted to rule over us with an iron fist, see, that's how Satan does. Satan rules over his people with an iron fist. He's merciless, right? Our God, who is the real God, is merciful. The enemy is merciless. He's less. He, that is, means without mercy, right? Our God, Jesus, is merciful. It means full of mercy. See, the exact opposite. One is God and he's full of mercy. One acts like God and he is without mercy. Okay, without mercy. But our God has mercy. And again, the Bible says that the goodness of God leads men to repent. And so look, listen, listen to what he said in verse 18. Nehemiah 2 verse 18. Then, so he stepped out, he, want, he encouraged them. And then he said, then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, as also the king's words that he had spoken unto me. And they said, let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. You, you see this? I always talk about cause and effect, right? It's usually like in an if-then statement, right? But in this case, it wasn't an if-in statement, if-then statement. But we see what happened was he talked to them. Then he told them about the hand of God that was on him. He's basically, he, he shared with them God's goodness. And the Bible says what? God's goodness leads men to repentance. The goodness of God leads men to repentance, right? So he shared with them, I, then, then I told them of the hand of my God, which was what? Good upon me. He shared with them about the goodness of God in his life. And what happened? What did it say happened? And then also, right, some more favor, as also the king's words that he had spoken unto me. That's all favorable, right? Because like I said, for that man to have entered into the king's presence like that was automatic death. Automatic death. There's no question, right? Kill him. Everybody knows that. But then for, for, for that king, that actual, he was an emperor, for that emperor to actually grant favor like that, to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem? Come on, man. That was favor and everybody knew what that was God because they had other emperors, right? That didn't do that at all. <laughs> they had, you know, they had other emperors that didn't do that at all, right? Starting with the emperor that laid waste to that in the first place <laughs> and destroyed it, right? So they understood this was the hand of God. And then what did they say? Let us rise up and build. In other words, yup, you know what? You're right. We're going to do something about this. You're right. Not only can we do something about it but now we are in agreement we are going to do something about it yeah let's do it right and then it said what so they strengthened their hands for this good work so see the progression here so the first step is reconciling ourselves unto the lord right reconciling ourselves unto the lord reconciling our families unto the lord reconciling our bloodline unto the lord the bloodline is not just forward but also backwards 
Because somewhere, somewhere, a couple centuries back down the line, you know, if you're a person, you're walking around in, in anger all the time, there's a, a murderous spirit, an angry spirit. Somewhere in your bloodline, somebody murdered somebody. They murdered somebody. You may not know who did it, but it did happen, right? Or if you struggle with perversion, somewhere in your bloodline down the line, there was somebody that started off with some perversion and it just went from there, right? Okay? And, and, and how do I know this is true? This is what the Bible talks about. So when we look at uh, uh, Lot, right? Lot was with his daughters and his wife as they was escaping the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. They were instructed to not to leave and to not look back. Lot's wife looked back and the Bible says she became a pillar of salt, right? Meanwhile, Lot and his daughters, they kept moving. So eventually they got to a place where they were, right? And and what happened? Perversion. So they they were in a city that was full of perversion. They slept in a cave, right? Lot, well, I guess Lot was getting drunk or whatever. And then the daughter said, hey, you know what? There's no men around here. Let's get dad drunk and then let's have sex with him. And then we can get, he can get us pregnant like that. He won't know because he's drunk. So one daughter got him drunk one night. He got drunk, passed out. She had sex with him. She got pregnant, right? Other daughter did the exact same thing on another night, right? And the Bible teaches us that this is where the Moabites came from, right? Ruth was a Moabites, right? Ruth was somebody from Moab, from Moab, right? Moab was born in perversion. So those people were very perverted. It was, they started out in perversion and it just passed down generation, generation, generation. Perversion begat perversion begat perversion. That's the way it works, right? So somewhere in your bloodline, you may not be the one that started that thing off, but that's irrelevant, right? We need to go before God and repent. So you do that first, right? It's about reconciling. Then once you reconcile, like I said, you share the good news, you share God's goodness with these people. And then the result of that is they will rise up to do the work. They'll make the decision that they want to serve the Lord. They want to rise up and build. And then the scripture says, so they strengthen their hands for this good work. The only way that you can strengthen your hands to do the good work of the Lord is to go to the Lord. Because the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So once we reconcile ourselves unto the Lord, back unto the Lord, we share the goodness of God with others. Others will make the decision to come to God themselves and then they will build their own relationship with the Lord. That is them strengthening their hands for this good work. That is the way it works. So if you are tired of seeing what is going on in your nation, I know that there are some nations where there is just so much poverty so much poverty so much poverty and if you look and some of you people that are listening right now are living in those nations right my friends my brothers and sisters that are living in india right and in certain places in africa you can look and and, and it's no or, or in bangladesh right very 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 poor countries but when you look you see the idolatry that's there you see the idols and 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 all the false gods and all those things and so what because those things are there, you know, the influence of Satan is great. And Satan's not trying to make nobody rich, right? You're going to be poor. He's going to, he hates you, right? He, he hates your nation. He hates everything about humans, right? So 
it starts it's, it's got to start with you first if you want to change your nation you have to go back to God and if you are serving God already but you never did this thing because I was serving God but I had never done that thing before you know did that type of a, um, a fast and I'm not saying that you have to do a, a dry fast like the Holy Spirit called us to do that's what he called us to do but definitely go on a fast and definitely go before the Lord and confess your sins and the sins of your family and the sins of your bloodline or i.e. your ancestors right and the sins of your nation right and 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 the Lord will he'll wipe clean those sins don't try to act like your family don't have sins you do have sin confess it come before God who is perfect and holy and just confess your sin Ray Comfort always says throw yourself on the mercy of the court right Confess your sins, put your trust in Jesus, right? And he'll 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 wipe your, your slate clean. He'll forgive your sin, throw your case out, and that'll be that. Okay? So that is how it works. So like I said, I am again I do apologize for the rock and roll 50s doo-wop music in the background, if you can even hear that, right? But this message is so um it's so needed, right? It's so needed, it's so necessary. I didn't want to miss out on giving you this message um, just because I'm in a restaurant. So, no, no, you know how we do it on this podcast, right? If it comes up, it's coming up. <laughs> I'm going to put it down, right? So, anyway, please, 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 right? This is how it works. The change starts with you. And, and just to say, in my family, is my family perfect now? No, we actually ended up divorced. But, right? We're still, we're better than amicable, I would say, right? <laughs> right? We're business partners. But when stuff goes down for me, like my ex-wife, she knows when something is going on with me. She knows, like God will let her know. Or if stuff's going on, God will let me know and we still pray. So, you know, the, the type of divorce that happened, even though it was a divorce, God is still being glorified in it. Some people say, I don't know how that's possible. If you saw us interact, you'd understand. And if you saw us before that, you'd really understand, right? He's still being glorified in that, right? And so while there is still uh, uh, sin in the family, right? We can clearly see how the Lord over the years has been cleaning it up, cleaning it up, cleaning it up, right? And convicting each person individually, right? To come closer to him. But it all started there. It all started there, right? So, like, if you look at, like, a virus or an infection or, you know, something like that, they'll say, like, patient zero, right? Grounds or patient zero. In other words, they've traced all of this stuff. So, let's say with the whole COVID thing, right? They say, well, patient zero came from, I don't even know what story. There's so many multiple stories. Uh, patient zero came from China, right? In other words, what, they, what they're telling you is that they've traced it all the way back to this particular point of origin. So like when we look in our family and after you come to the Lord and you reconcile and you have this moment before the Lord, you can look back, like we can look back and we're like, whoa, right? It all started on this particular day, right? When he called us to reconcile, right? He called us unto a fast to reconcile. And who initiated, and this is the thing, right? This is the thing. We didn't initiate this. The Lord initiated it. See, God is just that good. And again, by God, I mean Jesus Christ. Jesus, the Lord, is just so good. He actually, you know, God is the one that reached out and sent his son. 
God sent his son so that he could get us back to him. He always initiated it first and he's still the same way, right? And even in this, you might say, well, you know, he didn't tell us to fast and pray. Nobody told us. That's not true. Because <laughs> you just sat done, you know, just got done listening to me this whole time, right? Who, you, Why you think I'm on here giving this message, right? Why? He prompted me to give this message. So you did get it, right? He is that good. He did. It. He initiated it again. He's reaching out to you saying, listen, right? Come, right? I'm going to read this again. Nehemiah 2.17. Then said I unto them, ye see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem, that we be no more a reproach. He's reaching out to you saying, look, your life doesn't have to be this way anymore. Your family don't got to be a hot mess anymore. Your country does not have to be like this anymore. Come to me. Come to me. Right? He's initiating this again and our job as humans is to respond is always god initiates humans are supposed to respond and the response is always to what seek him seek him seek him okay okay that's it that is that yep that's it message is over okay <laughs> that is it for the message so anyway listen Remember, always submit yourself unto God, right? Then resist the devil and he will flee from you, okay? Until next time, aloha and be blessed. If I can actually end this recording here, the screen just stopped. Let me try this. Let's try this again. Until next time, <laughs> right? Aloha and be blessed.